Praise the Lord. I, I, don't, I don't know the kind of prayer you women pray. I'm so, I'm, I feel like something loaded with, I mean, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm, not, hey, I'm saying, wow. I've been walking up. All I want is like, you want to offload it. I'm saying to myself, these women really prayed. You women are awesome. I'm very proud of all of you. You're really, really children of God. And you take the things of God very seriously. You see? So I really know that God is going to do us doing a lot already. Uh, what we're going to do today is uh, we start something like introduction and we'll talk about some things. But tomorrow, I can't wait for tomorrow. What I will teach you tomorrow, if you practice it, you walk in power 24 7. But let's bow our heads to pray. Father, we just want to thank you for this. Your marvelous women, your daughters. Each one of them is a special vessel you called, anointed, filled with your life. They love you so much that things about you, they don't take it joking. They have been praying, they have been seeking you, they've been getting ready because of the love they have for you. Father, I know that you are honoring the prayers they said. I know that you are answering it. I know you are responding to their cry. It is awesome what you can do when people seek you in faith. Thank you for what you are doing. In Jesus' name we pray. You know, a lot of people are watching in Nigeria right now. I know some people, I won't call their names, people are watching, and it's early for them. I think it's about 1 a.m. too, they are watching, uh, right now, and there's all over the world, a lot of people are watching us now. So our, our theme is Christ, our God-given wisdom. Christ, our God's what? Giving wisdom. Our text is what I was giving, 1 Corinthians 1.30, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Can I hear amen there? God has united you with Christ Jesus for our benefit. You must take note of these things. Read the scripture on the, in between lines and underline it. For your benefit. God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy. And he freed us from sin. Colossians 2, 3 to 4, in AMPC, <clears throat> in him, all the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, and all the riches, thank you, Lord, oh, Lord. all the riches, can we rise up and worship him? For this God... He's our God forever and ever. He will be, he will be our God. Oh, yes, from now, even unto the end, unto the end for this God is our God, who hears for river 
Let's just raise your voice, worship him in the spirit, worship him in your song, worship him in any way you can worship him. The power of God is so great here, it's so great here, people. It's so great here, I'm telling you. This is this is your meeting. Your presence is filled everywhere. Your glory is right here. We worship you. We exalt you. We adore you. We magnify you. The God our healer. The God our healer. You are healing right now. You are healing right now. You are healing right now. You are healing. The Lord our healer. You are healing right now, the Christ that heals. We give you praise, we give you glory. You are providing, you are providing for your children. You are touching your children, you love them. You love them, you are here. We give you glory, we worship you. You are lifting bodies, you are lifting bodies. You are lifting bodies, you are comforting, you are comforting. Oh, you are healing, you are healing, you are healing. Thank you, Father, blessed be thy name. You are providing, you are providing. Blessed be thy name, wonderful Father. We worship you. We adore you. We magnify you. Hallelujah. And he will be. Oh yes, you are our God. You are our God. You are our God. You are our God. You are our God forever and ever. Our Redeemer. Our Redeemer. The Lord our Savior. Forgive us all our iniquities. Heal us all our diseases. Redeem us from all destruction. We worship you. We exalt you. We magnify you. We bless you. Ribarabo, 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 Rebasaka, Bracalabara, and the Braposable, Ribasa, Bracalabara, Nabrakanda, Krabakunda, Robocoda, Bracanacara, Bracana, Yerebenda, Scopacobo. The Lord is here, moving all over, all over this place. Go ahead, it's moving all over this place. It's healing, it's providing, it's touching. If your eyes are open, you will see him. Victory, lifting bodies, meeting needs. That's what you asked him to do. You prayed, he answered. You asked him to do it, he's doing it. He's healing, lifting bodies, providing. Baby, a, a baby, a baby boy, providing. A baby boy there. There are babies, five of them here. Anybody can receive for anybody you love, you know, your child, your daughter. God is changing body parts. This is amazing. Changing body parts, removing and putting new parts. We haven't even preached. You asked for it. He gave it to you. You prayed. He answered. You sought him with all your heart. We answered you. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There's a headache that is being healed. There's a headache. That headache has been on for a while. Your doctors can't help you. But tonight, the healer has healed you. The healer has healed you. That headache is gone. It's associated with high blood pressure. High blood pressure, you are gone. You can't stand. But in the anointing of God, it's moving. High blood pressure, you can't stand. When the anointing of God is moving, every yoke is destroyed by this anointing. Every yoke, every yoke, every yoke is destroyed by this anointing. You are free in the name of Jesus. Christ Jesus sets you free. Heals you now. Heals you now. That man is greater than high blood pressure. You're gone. You're gone. That yoke is destroyed. It's destroyed. 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 My sister, thank God for your son. You are going to give birth in nine months. Thank God for your son. Thank God for your son. Brethren, it's amazing. We haven't even prayed. We haven't even preached. Give her, give her, give her. The Lord said he is here. And there are so many angels all around us. If you're here and you're trusting God for the fruits of womb, you are not asking God for it. He already gave it to you. Go and mark today and start buying your baby stuff. Amen. He's here. He's here. He is here. Thank you. Let's be seated. Because we haven't even, you, you women really prayed. And he answered you. To God be all the glory. That's what happens when you seek him with all your heart. He shows up. Amen. I think I'll join the Women's Fellowship. My daughter put my name there. Beautiful. Men's Fellowship is also powerful. It's good too. Okay, so we're talking about um, our team. Let's go back to it now. Christ, our God-given wisdom. We read 1 Corinthians 1.30. God has united us with Christ Jesus for our benefits. God made made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy and he freed us from sin. Freed us from what? From sin. Freed us from what? I didn't hear you. Freed us from what? Can I hear you? Freed us from what? He made us pure and holy and freed us from sin. Can we read it together? He made us pure and holy and freed us from sin. Then we are reading Colossians 2, 3 to 4. In him all the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, and all the riches of spiritual knowledge and enlightenment are stored up and lie hidden. I say this in order that no one may mislead and delude you by plausible and persuasive and attractive arguments and beguiling speech. He's saying that everything you need is in Christ. 
so that nobody will deceive you by offering you any other thing. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying in this scripture. He says, now the topic, this is your theme. So the topic is coming out of this theme, understanding this wisdom that, has, that was made for our benefit. Understanding this wisdom. There are three types of wisdom that the Bible teaches us. First one is wisdom of man, that which comes from human intellect, human understanding, and which we are comfortable with. 1 Corinthians 3, 18 says, <clears throat> stop deceiving yourselves. If you think you are wise by this world's standards, listen to the Holy Spirit, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. This is where a lot of people operate. It's foolishness to God. As the scripture says, he trapped the wise in the snare of their cleverness. That their wisdom and cleverness. The Bible says God leaves them, it traps them there. In their pride. 20. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise. He knows they are worthless. So the Bible tells us in Proverbs 3.5, trust in the Lord with what? All thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. The Holy Spirit said it is worthless. Don't lean unto a worthless thing. It will trap you. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Seven. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. You know what evil is here? The evil is evil of unbelief. <laughs> evil of depending on your own wisdom. The Bible calls unbelief evil heart. Acts 5.38 And now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel is of the work of men, it will come to nothing. See why the Bible says, don't lean on it, don't trust it. It will come to nothing. But if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it. Less happily you'll be found to fight against God. That's human wisdom. It's worthless. It's useless to God. God doesn't use it. Actually, the Bible says that with it, you can't even know God. But we are comfortable there because it makes sense to us. And many people operate it. Then demonic wisdom is intended to do the work of Satan. To steal from you, destroy and kill. The devil has no other mission about these three things. That's how you know what the devil is doing. Anything that steals, anything that kills, anything that destroys. You don't have to ask whether it's Satan. That's him. Anything that does these three things, you know it's Satan. Don't even ask whether it's him. That's him. So that's what this wisdom is, said, is intended to do. Wisdom motivated by demons. This includes all his deceits, all his lies. Then his appeal to your human wisdom because he knows that we are comfortable with it. I'll be practicing it for years. He knows. That whatever makes sense, it's what we are prone to follow. He knows. So we are peace to it and we fall easily. Easily. James 3.14. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom 
descended not from above, it is earthly, it is sensual, it is devilish. Wherever I see all this quarreling, bickering, grouping, you know, all this kind of anger thing, it's demonic. It scatters, it scatters. Jesus said, if you're walking with me, you gather, you don't scatter. Anything that is scattering is not the Spirit of God. So he said, it is devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work the devil has if you did it. And so he uses our human wisdom, which makes sense to us, in, in, in doing and saying things that are not God's way and plan for us. Matthew 16, 23. Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get away from me, Satan. You are dangerous trapped. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are a dangerous trap to me. What is this trap, Lord? You are seeing things merely from human point of view, not from God. He said, the devil is using your human point of view to, to, to set the trap for me, to take me off God's way. And if the Lord says it's a dangerous trap, that's what it is. And the result of this is found in Proverbs 16, 25. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. See? Human wisdom, it looks okay. It looks right. And people will say, yes, now. Makes sense. Makes sense. It seems right unto a man. But the end thereof is the way of death. So the devil, the killer, knows that to drag a person to death, he switches him into human wisdom. And the moment he indoctrinates you with human wisdom, you stop thinking. You don't think anymore. That's why we say, if I had known. Ah, if I had known, hey, I wouldn't have done it. Hey, I have known. You are no more thinking. It has inoculated you with that, indoctrinated you with that, and you can even stand and fight and defend it. I told my wife, I said, what they're teaching our youth today about marriage. I said, I wish they taught me. He said to me, say, the one they taught you, did he hear? I said, that's true. <laughs> say the one they told you, did you hear? I say, yeah, that's true. Say, if they told you all this one day, you wouldn't even hear. Are you following me? So this spirit also uses the cultures of the world because it is called the spirit of the world. Remember that Jesus called him the priest of this world. And then the scripture calls him the God of this world. He's the one that works in children of disobedience. So First Corinthians 2.12 now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us. So it's the spirit of the world. It's the God of this world. All the fashions, all the troubles, all the tumors, all the, all the anti-God policies and everywhere, all over the world, he is behind it. But while he's doing that, let me give us one good news that will cheer you up. Don't let anybody tell you that Christ is not walking on earth today. In Spain, they plant a church every day. A new church is planted. Every day you wake up in Spain, this Spain, a new church is planted. In France, they say they plant a brand new church every 10 days, and they're saying it's too small for them. It's spreading like wildfire in China. China has more Christians than America. All over the world, the gospel is spreading. I'm not talking about the When they say churches are dying, no, no, no. There are dead churches. But God is raising people, preaching the gospel. All, they may be formal or informal, but the gospel is spreading everywhere. 
You know, one time the Lord told me, he said, he said, <coughs> he said, I'm not hungry on all this church, church, all this church thing, church you people fighting. He said, if I find anybody who's hungry for the truth, I will make him hear, even if I have to teach it to him in a train station. That's what he told me. So even if I have to teach it to him, I will make him hear it. Make, he, said, he said, people don't want to hear the truth. If I find anybody hungry for the truth, I will feed him with it. So this spirit is called the spirit of the world because it's behind all these cultures of the world, anti-God things. Can you imagine the kind of things happening in our time? Some of them are not even good to be mentioned good to be mentioned. The perversity that's going on, even taught in schools, supported by some Christians who go to church. They say it doesn't matter. How will it not matter to you? What kind of spirit is in you? When Lot saw what was happening, the Bible says his heart was grieved, seeing what was happening. Seeing what was happening. Paul came to, I think, Ephesus and saw this godlessness. He was tired in his spirit. If you are indifferent, is that the spirit of Christ? So much iniquity going on. Perversion of some things we do today. 25 years ago, 50 years in America, was against the law. I'm not kidding you. The state of North Carolina will not grant you divorce on their status because they said it is between God and that God is part of the marriage. They wrote it in their law. They say when you went to the altar and said, I do, that God is part of that agreement. Based on that, the state of North Carolina will not grant divorce in their status, in their law. They won't do that. So the devil uses all these war standards, all this prevalent culture that everybody's talking about, and everybody thinks it's okay. In 1 John 2.15, the Bible tells us, love not the world, children of God. Love not the world. That is not your father doing that. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. It's gone. You can't love what the enemy is doing and love what God is doing. I had one preacher say, that the Lord told him, he said, I will appreciate it if you stop coming to me and telling me what the devil is saying. James 4.4, 4, you adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of, this, of the world is enmity with God? Don't you understand that? Whoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. This is the Holy Spirit writing. You know, forget these scriptures. We forget them. So we are warned not to conform to what the devil is inspiring. You cannot support demonic platform and expect him not to be affected. You cannot. I remember a brother who, who was desperate for miracle and went to somewhere in Maryland. And then the night he came back and he had footsteps walking around in his house. He said, who is that? They said, shut up. You came to our place. There's a brother in this church. I told him, I said, I have to share a testimony. It's all this follow, follow miracle thing. He got demonized. He walked in, in, in my office, totally demonized. 
And he told me how it happened. We are seeking miracle. They went to prayer. Right in my office. And I said, are you born again? He said, yeah. They said, they told me I'm born again. I said, I know. I said, okay, let's, let's taste that spirit in you. I said, okay, it's after me. Jesus is the son of God. He couldn't say that. He could not say that. He would try to say it, something was stop. I said, see, you are not born again. Right in my office, start, it started to twist like snake. And I said to the devil, you do that in Lagos, you won't do it there. The other thing you do in Lagos are scattered here and people think you're powerful. You can't, you're not, I say, before I can't in Jesus' name, stop that. He stopped that in there. You can do the same. And I, I led him to the Lord. He gave his life to Christ. And I said to that, you leave him right now, this moment. I said, I said I'm, I, I, I'm going to talk to you like the boss. So I crossed my leg in my office. I said, I want you to know that in Christ, I'm exalted above you. When I talk, you obey me. That was an option. I said, in Jesus' name, before I can't leave this man right now. And he laughed. He told the man before the man, he said, You're an evangelist. I take you to Tezas. Leave the church now. I said, He wants to. I said, You're an evangelist. You're not even born again, you're an evangelist. He comes here. I was telling him, I said, You know, you have never shared your story. You've not told people what. I can tell you stories upon stories because people come to me. They come to me from so many of these church. They come to me. One came with his Bible, crying. In my office, crying. He said, Pastor, this is how much I'm remaining. He said, somebody told me of a once powerful man. We went to, we flew from here to Owere. Immediately we came, he told us all our problem. My wife went and embraced him. He said, prophet. He said, Pastor, I, my marriage is on the rocks. I have never been well since I came back. I'm going to, from hospital to hospital. He said, I'm losing my marriage. He showed me things happening in his marriage. It's not even good to say publicly. He said, my wife is now sending all her money to him. I said, what do you have in your hand? He said, Baba. I said, what did he teach you? They come to me. They do. They come to me. You know some things that some of people do. I don't, I don't, do I visit you? But I hear from God. He tells me, say, this is what they are doing. This is what they are doing. This is what they are doing. He will show me. I will see. Not vision. You tell me. This person. I was there doing baby dedication. He brought me a picture of somebody right here in my heart. Today he said, wonder woman. One how. Romans 12, 3. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Don't copy the customs of this world. The devil uses it to make you, a, to make you somebody who doesn't love God. Don't do that. Don't do that. Here is what he did there, brother. 2 Timothy 14. For demons have forsaken me. Do, do you know that people forsook Paul? 
You know, people think that when you read about God, these special miracles with Paul, that was every day thing. No. That thing was prayed over years. Paul was abandoned. People thought his ministry was nothing. They do it today. They abandoned it. Look at what happened to Demas. For Demas had forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is de- departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, Titus unto Damasia. They all left him. This is the great Paul we're reading about now. Left him. Say, Demas loved this present world. You know some people, because they love the world, they are no more serving God. Their passion for Jesus is dead. Second Timothy 4.14. Alexander the me did me much harm evil. The Lord rewarded him according to his work, of whom be that were also, for he had greatly withstood our words. He didn't believe the gospel. And going to church, he withstood them. And then in verse 16. At the first answer, no man stood with me. All, but all men forsook me. Everybody left for the great, you think crowd was following him? No. They said he's not walking. <laughs> We're not seeing anything. Paul, they left him. And the Corinthian church wrote and said his sermon is useless. So that man, when he preaches, he's contentable. Don't want to hear. Actually, in one of the churches, they ran him out of church. They did. Verse 17 is amazing. 2 Timothy 4, 17. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. Can I hear amen? And strengthened me. Why? That by me, the preaching might be fully known. The devil was doing everything to discourage Paul to stop preaching this gospel of grace. He used Alexander, Alexander to oppose him. And then all these people left him. So who wouldn't be discouraged at this point? He said, but the Lord strengthened me. Lord strengthen me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear it, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Can I hear amen? And one way to recognize this, these things, First John 4, 5, we tell you how to recognize all these demonic voices. Those people belong to this world, so they speak from the world point of view, and the world listens to them. But we belong to God, and those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. This is how we know if someone has the spirit of the truth or the spirit of deception. Have you, have you heard Christians who say, hey, the Bible said it but and let the antenna go up quickly. You see those bad people? This is what scripture says, hey, pastor, I know but but what? It says, if they are this world, they will not listen to the scripture. The scripture will not be the finality. But, but, you know, you need to be wise. Me at the good church too. Mm, be wise. What other wisdom will I apply than what the word of God says? Simple. The Bible says, this is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. It's easy to very easy to 
you can make you mama. It can make you mama. It can make you complain. It can do. It can make you say things that are ungodly. It can make you lie. Matthew five thirty seven. But let your yea be yea, and your no no. For whatever is more than this is from the evil one. He can make you do this. He can make you lose your marriage. He can make you lose your job by what you say, by the things you do. You can, and after you say, oh my God, if I had known, I wouldn't have. But you lost it now. I was listening to a young woman. She was regretting. She said, I lost my marriage. I lost my three children by, by, by what I did. She was regretting it. They can fire you because of what you did. They can instigate you. That's why we should know this thing. Can I hear amen? Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Now let's go to the third wisdom. The third wisdom is what we are here for. The wisdom of God. God's wisdom, as we read, is Christ himself. God's wisdom is Christ himself. Let's say it together. God's wisdom is Christ himself. Let's say it again. God's wisdom is Christ himself. Christ, the wisdom of God to us, as God's plan to save mankind was consummated in him, and also, as the revelation, the true revelation of God. There are two aspects of this. Christ, the wisdom of God, in, in, it is in him that God consummated, consummated the plans to save us. That's number one. Number two is that he's God's wisdom because the word of God is God's wisdom. In that he's the word of God and he's the true revelation of the true God. That's why when he came, he said, Emmanuel, God is here. So two aspects of that. First Corinthians 1.24. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Verse 30, God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God, with him. He made us pure, holy, and he freed us from sin. That's what we read. That's your team. That's your team. I mean, text team for this conference. Paul's strong desire that believers understand this truth, that Christ is the wisdom of God. Christ is the wisdom of God. Colossians 2 verse 1. I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church in Laodicea and for many other believers who have never met me personally. Why do you agonize in prayer? Why do you agonize poor? I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love, I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. 
This is a man that Alexander stood and said, what you are teaching is not that. This is a man that everybody abandoned. Why? The devil didn't want him to preach this. But he said, God's Christ strengthened me that everyone will hear this. Can I hear amen? Yeah. He said, I agonize. I pray. I am, I'm, 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 I'm agonizing for even people who don't know me. That they will know this one thing. This one thing. That the God's plan is in Christ. That Christ himself is God's wisdom. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Why are you telling us this, Paul? I am telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. God has no other plan. Acts 4, 11. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is, nor is there salvation in any other. There's no other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Can I hear a name? Every Christian must know this. Because there are so many offers of salvation, so many things people are offering, talking and saying that is salvation. No. Christ is the wisdom of God to you and to me for my benefit. It's what he did that brought me salvation. Nothing else. It's the plan of God. Ephesians 3, 2 to 12. Assuming Listen to Paul talk about this thing I was talking about, how God called him to, to teach people this very truth. Assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace, his grace to you Gentiles, as I briefly wrote earlier. God himself revealed his mysterious plans to me. Mysterious plans to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. This wisdom that God executed. This plan regarding Christ. This plan regarding Christ. Regarding Christ. Regarding Christ. Not regarding you. Not regarding me. Not regarding you. Not regarding me. Regarding Christ. Can I hear him here? God did not reveal it to previous generations. But now, by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets, and this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Just once you come to Christ, all the blessings of God are yours, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile. Say, so this is God's plan. By God's grace and mighty power, both are, sorry, both are part of the same body, the body of Christ, both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. That's the only reason. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Verse 8. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. Endless blessings, 
endless blessings available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain what the word is plain. I'm going to tell you something about it later. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom, to display his power, his glory, his wisdom that devil can't handle, to display Christ to the world, to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. I was asking the one, when is this? And I said, what do you need to do for God to hear you? I just wanted to hear people. I have to do anything. Say, because of Christ, you have God's ears anytime. Anytime. Can I hear amen? Now, understanding this gospel is key to enjoying it. The key to not being deceived into another fake gospel, which is about human beings and what they do, and which is the lie of Satan, and which will not benefit anybody because there's only one, only one wisdom that God established for my benefit, and that is through Christ. Understanding it is important. That's why the Paul, the Paul said, I was sent to explain it, to teach it. Preaching is proclaiming. Teaching is explaining. I was sent to explain this thing so that people will understand it. He said, my heart desire is that they understand it. It's not just to talk it, but they understand it. Why is it key to understand it? I want you to look up here. Let me tell you something. Look up here. Look up, everybody. Look. If you don't understand it, it will not work for you. Period. If you don't understand it, it will what? The devil will come. Who said that? Jesus. Look at Matthew chapter 13, 18. Listen then to what the parable of the soil means, 19. When anyone hears the message about this kingdom and does not understand it, what happens? The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. Now, if it's, if it's not a way, what will work? That's why teaching was the main ministry of Jesus, not miracle. People don't know that. They think Jesus was going everywhere, healing. It's not true. He was not even healing every day. He was not healing every day. Paul said we were sent to explain this thing. Because if we don't understand it, the devil will snatch it from them. It won't work. Look at the, look at the ministry of our Lord Jesus. Luke 4, 31. Then Jesus went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee. And what did he do there? Oh, the scripture is not up there. Luke 4, 31. I thought you should be able to put it up. Then Jesus went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and taught there in the synagogue. Every Sabbath day, he went to them. Look at it. Jesus went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee. What did he do there? Come on. What did he do? 
I want to hear you. What did he do? I want to hear you. What did he do? He taught there in the, in the synagogues. How many times? Every Sabbath day he would go and teach. He didn't say he went to do miracles. No, no. He taught them. Because if they don't understand this thing, all he's doing will be, they will not take benefit from it. He taught them. He taught them. Because he said, if anywhere this word is being preached, and anybody who doesn't understand it, the devil will take it away from him. So in order to solve that problem, he was teaching them. Paul said, I was sent to explain it. That informs Jeremiah 3, 15. That informs Jeremiah 3, 15. He says, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with what? Knowledge and what? Because if they don't get it, it won't benefit them. He says, I'm going to give you people who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. For my people are destroyed for lack of... He said, I'm going to raise pastors who will feed you knowledge and understanding. That's the key, first primary ministry that Jesus was carrying out. He was teaching... He was preaching, he was teaching, mostly three quarters of his ministry was teaching and preaching. And when he told them and understood it, they would not come and say, oh, your faith has made you who? Your faith has made you who? Your faith has made you who? Your faith has made you. That's what he was saying. Everywhere, your faith, your faith. And somebody came and said, believe I can do this. Do you know me? And I said, yeah. He said, okay. It shall be to you. Can it to what? Yeah, your faith. Mostly. Read it. And in 2 Timothy 2.24, you will see why it says pastors must be able to teach. Must be able to teach. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel. Can I hear amen? I want a bigger amen. Did he say may quarrel? Must not quarrel. A leader, listen to me, all of you. A leader, you, are, you hold a sacred trust with God over a life that God put into your hand. You must not quarrel with that person. You hold it, you owe it to God who placed you over them that you can't quarrel with. It's a sacred trust. You can't violate them. You can't quarrel with them. You can't manipulate them. You can't use them. It is a sacred trust. You can't do that. You cannot. No matter what they are doing, don't quarrel. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to how many people? Everyone. Number two, be able to teach. Because if they don't understand it, they don't understand it, who won't work anything? Able to teach and be patient with difficult people. You don't go and beat them over the head and throw your weight around and, you know, push them. It's not the way God treats you now. Does God treat you like that? Patient with difficult people. Why? Continue. Verse 25 gives you the reading. Gently instruct. 
same teaching. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Don't fight them. Continue to instruct. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn what? The truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. You see what I was teaching you about the, the devil? Devil's trap, human wisdom, use it to trap people. You are teaching this, they say, I cannot be. It's trapped. They stop thinking. Then they will come to their senses and escape from devil's trap, for they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. You see why we started there? Lay this foundation so you see what's going on, so you too will not be a victim of this thing. Praise the Lord. Are you following me? Is this scripture? You know my own sister. She's listening. He said, "Brother, brother, if I don't see you, I'm calling you. I want to hear you." There was a time she would tell you, "If I say A, she will say B. If I say B, she will say C." It was tough. After a long time, she wrote me a letter. I don't forget. He said, "Now I know the value of my brother." Yeah. Told my wife and I, he said, if I had been listening to my brother, my life wouldn't be the way it is. He said, brother, God called you. But it was tough now. I was my sister. <laughs> tough. I can't give you details. You won't believe them. <laughs> it was tough. But I love my sister to pieces. I love her a lot. Oh, I do. I have two of them. I love them. I went to London. They couldn't. <laughs> they were following me around and finishing my, my wallet. <laughs> my daughter made them now. <laughs> Finishing my wallet. They, they couldn't have enough of their brother. But it was tough. Very tough. Really tough. Heartbreakingly tough. But love prevailed. That's what they say. You can't fight it. It's your sister. They were young people. How old? 20s, 21. What, what do 21 people, 20, 22 do? Do what they do now. I'm 16 years older than them. But now, she will listen to this message. She will call me and say, Brother, I had you. <laughs> they call me and say, Brother, I had you talking about how you're you with you. You're fighting with. <laughs> she will laugh and say, Fighting with. Yeah, that's true. You can have them in your family. The Bible says, No. Oh, don't, don't quarrel. You must not. Be kind. Love. Allow God to deal with it. But you find a way to teach by your example and by your words. God can do all things if you let him. If you quarrel, you let him set up. That's wisdom of food that comes from the devil. Comes from him. You have a husband. Don't quarrel. Praise the Lord. So, this is what our Lord Jesus said about himself. John 5, 38. But you do not have his word abiding in you. Because whom he sent, him 
you do not believe. You cite the scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life. Some people think they have salvation because they pray a lot, because they do this, because they do that. That's not salvation. As good as they are. He say you cite the scripture, you think because you read them, because you did it, now you are saved, you have a special place with God. People still believe that. Up to today. But the wisdom of God is Christ alone. Are you understanding me? He say you think that by certain scriptures, by prayers, just do this that is you have it. No, eternal life is in me. If you come, I give it to you. He said, You cite the scriptures for in them you think. You see, human, human understanding. You think you have eternal life. And these are they that testify about me. It's pointing you to me. Why? For it. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. All those things won't give you life. I give, life is in me. Christ, the wisdom of God. John 8, 24. I say therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I'm he, you shall die in your sins. See, we do not do things you are doing. Unless you believe that I'm he, you are dying in your sins. If you lie, bring your righteousness, bring your discipline. Say, you die in your sins. Unless you believe that I'm he that God sent the wisdom of God to save you. So salvation, freedom from sin, freedom from Satan, divine judgment on us that, that was laid on Christ, and freedom from all bondages only come through faith in Christ. He is the wisdom of God. It's in him that the plan for your freedom was consummated, not outside of him. So we are saved by faith only, by grace and received by faith only. John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. So many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even then that believe on his name, that's all. Quit are born, not of blood, not of the will of, of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Men has received Christ. Men has believed in him. You are saved. You don't have to do anything else. Because whatever you are doing is not the wisdom of God to save you. Christ has been made wisdom for us, to us, for our benefit. Now, Christ Jesus is the only pathway to assess God and all his blessings. Am I communicating to you? Ah, if you are hearing me, shout hallelujah. If you, are, if you are sleeping, say amen. <laughs> People think that he stopped walking because, because we are not singing. No, no, he's walking as you're here. My wife was healed. I think knee pain or something, listening to the word. No prayer. Just was listening. The thing got in the healing pain. Tomorrow I'll teach you that. You will see. It's Bible. So you see when the word is being preached, the moment you know the truth, what happens? Says you free, don't you pray? Says you free right there. People joke with this. They don't know what that God sends his word to heal, to deliver. They don't know. They think it's only when you say, I bind the devil. No. There is, the word of God is very effective in setting you free and making you stay free. 
making you stay free. Because if you continue to hold it, you build that shield of faith. If they come back, you hit them back with it. It's important that you understand it. Very important. So Christ Jesus is the pathway that says God and all his blessings. There's no other pathway. There is no, my goodness and my righteousness cannot bring me there. The Bible says if righteousness is by the Lord, then Christ died in vain. Why did he die? Why did he come? Then we can make it. But all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. Everybody. So he's the only wisdom that brings you and me in the presence of God. Only him. Ephesians 1.3 All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. How many of them? Every spiritual blessing in heavenly realm because we are united with Christ. Watch the word because. Because we are united with Christ even before he made the world. God loved you and chose you in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Oh, who has believed our report? So that the arm of the Lord will be revealed. He says, made you to, in his own eyes, verse 5. God decided in advice to adopt you into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. The wisdom of God for our benefit. This is what he wanted to do, and he gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. Seven, he is so rich in kindness and grace. Can't stop talking about it. Kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our Says, purchased your freedom. How many people are free? Huh? If you are not, how many people are free? The Bible says he so loves us, so kind that he purchased. He, he wasn't free. He paid with it, with the blood. It's John, brother John. He so he said, Pastor, said, the moment the blood of Jesus dropped on this earth, there was earthquake everywhere. He said, that moment that blood dropped on this earth, pump from him. He said, there was earthquake. The, the earth was in earthquake. I said, Brother John, you're right. He said, there's so much power in that blood. He purchased it. Go around saying you are not free. How can you be testifying against God? Calling God a lie. You are the freest person I've seen. And you are free indeed. Can I hear amen here? You are so free that they didn't just finish saying you are free. They say, and you are free indeed. Indeed. I don't have time. I would have shared with you people. God trained me practically. He told me not to go to Bible college. Not because Bible college is bad. But he said, I'll train you to see reality of scripture myself. And he did. All these things I'm reading, I experience them both in visions and in reality. They are real. We are free. Completely free. Can I hear amen? 
You know, one time they came and took Oninye. I was watching them. There were many of them. There are some many of them who come to fight me. Come and took Oninye. I was watching them. They carried my son. I ran after them. I said, Come on, give me your son, my son immediately. They say, hmm. They were carrying him. I said, ah, you have forgotten what he did to you on the cross. Hey, hey, they said, take him. Hey, we don't know what you did now. Take him. Mm, all of them with speed. Pe, 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 they ran. I said, what? He really messed them up. I told him, I said, you have forgotten what he did to you on the cross. How can you forget what he did? Hey, you don't know what he did now. Take your son. Take your son. They, all of them, like in a hurry. Pyam, 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 pyam. I took my son. The following day, he got sick. Very sick. We took him to hospital. There was no doctor. No, no. <laughs> By the time the doctor came, my son was playing outside. And the man came and said, What is he now? So we were looking for him. So we find him <laughs> playing, look, running after grasshopper. Exactly that thing I saw happened exactly like that. They took him. That was when he was sick. But without anything, he was. Exactly. You are free. You are the freest person I've seen. If the song shall set you free, how free are you? Free. If, the, if anybody tells you you are not free, he's contradicting the word of God. That, the Bible says that's how you know the voice of the devil, the deceiver. They speak according to human they say, because this is happening to you, you are no more free. It's not true. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. I pray that you come tomorrow. We'll talk. Are you getting what I'm saying? Verse 8, he has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mistrust plan. Now all of us, that's what we're talking about today, regarding Christ, regarding Christ, regarding Christ. No, regarding you. It's not what you do. Regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own pleasure. Christ, the wisdom of God for my own benefit and for your own benefit. So if you have Christ in you, how about the blessings of God? And look at Ephesians 2, 18. This one will make you dance. Please promise me you, dance, you won't dance. Ephesians 2, 18 will make you dance. Ephesians 2, 18. All of us can come to the Father. How many of us? Through what? The same Holy Spirit. Why? Because of what Christ has done. So I can't go to Ngozi to go for me. No. I can't go. Why should I go to God to go for me? All I can go to God for is to make pepper soup for me. There are that one everybody understands now that tomorrow he should bring him pepper soup to me. I can go. We pray for one another, yes. But that cannot be our dependent type of life. We should learn to grow our practical relationship with God and learn to work with God and be a matured Christian. So that on your own, you can go to Abba Father. And get things done. Live in the power and reality of who you are and what has, employ what has given you. So you too will be for signs and wonders. Yes, that's what he, he said. Paul said, I'm explaining these things to them. Oh, he said, I'm agonizing. They will understand this. 
for their glory. It was made for their glory, not for dependent. How many of you have children and want them to be dependent? When they grow, you want them to be, yeah. Yeah, there are times they can come to you, but it's not, it's not every day now. Brethren, we're all in a battle. You have your shield. Come, uh, my, my daughter, come. Ngo, come. Since we talked about your pepper soup, both of you come. Both of you, come up here. Come up here. I want to show you something. Let, let me teach you something here. Come up here. Come here. They will see us. One this side, one this side. One this, uh, this side. Come this side and go. Okay, so we have shield. Shield of faith for battle. Shield, you have shield. You have shield, right? My shield, right? And all of us are in this thing. Okay, and then I, I can be, say, bring your shield for me, Jerry. Put your shield for me. Put your shield for me. What, what am I saying? No, there are times in the battle you can help a soldier. They can help me sometimes. I help me, carry me, carry me, you know. But they will go back to their place of, uh, and then she, everybody, uh-uh. but if I come and be dragging their shield all the time, I have problem. Bring you your shield. I have problem today. Tomorrow, no, no, let me take your shield. I will disorganize them. Right? But at times, yes, they can come and say, our brother and himself, they come. But they will take me, the, the, Jesus said, you see your brother broken, take him to an inn. Let them treat him there. You can take him and say, this is what we'll be doing for you. But let's get back to our presence of position and stay and fight out the fight of it. Because everybody's in need. I, she needs her shield. She needs her what? Shield. I can't go and be dragging their own all the time and have need. I come and be dragged. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. At a point, they say, my friend, go and develop your own Bring your shit. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Thank you. God bless you. Does it? Do you get what I'm saying? Can I continue? So. We need to grow and become matured and be people who know their right and their left. So God can give us responsibility. Let me tell you how you pray effectively. You pray effectively when you learn how to work with the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God can give you prayer topics you never knew would be there. He can begin to show you the mind of God. He can tell you to pray for somebody in Zambia. Give you his name. Your prayer becomes part of the work of the kingdom. It's not selfish, a uh, list of selfish. No. Your prayer, be- Paul said, you partner with me through your prayer. Your prayer becomes part of what the Spirit of God is using in the work of the kingdom. In this women's conference, he will give you what to pray for in your own closet. Say, my daughter, since you are partnering with me in this work of the kingdom, pray about this. This is what I want to do. And you get engaged in it. And he goes and gives her and said, you see this conference coming, my, my daughter? I want you to pray for the preacher. Pray for strength for him. The other person, pray for wisdom for him. See, you're all working. You're all working for the kingdom. 
but because you are kingdom-minded, but because you are matured, because you are no more selfish, then he can find you available to do. But if you are too selfish, consumed by yourself, my husband, my children, my business, and the devil, everything good for me, you can't even give him attention. So why should he bother you? The devil has cornered you with all that thing, and that tomorrow we'll talk. Tomorrow we'll talk. You must get out of all those kind of things. Because you are going to be who God, Jesus died for, make you to be, so that people will recognize Christ in you. Amen? I said amen. So, um, I think we'll go to the second point and then finish it there. Finish at the second point, yeah. So it says, we all have access. We can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit. Because of what Christ has done, every one of us can come. I can go. If you can go, why do you bother me? Go. If you start going. You know our pastor would do. You know why he grew? He had very serious sickness. Terminal. Serious. Came to me to pray for him. I say, I asked him, I say, why, do, why don't you have confidence in your prayer? Why do you think God will answer me and not you? I say, it's the same covenant we have, the same Father we have, the same Christ we have. Why did, what, who gives you confidence? Am I holier than that? I'm his pastor. I say, no, what you do is I'll give you scripture now. You use that scripture, we pray here, and we agree, and we say amen. So you see that God loves you the same way he loves me and loves Jesus. That God is no respecter of a person. He did that, and God healed you couldn't stop him anymore. The boy grew, pyam, pyam, he got healed. Ask her. Oh, he got healed. He said, what? This I said, yeah, you have never done it. That's why you think I'm the only one. He said, no, 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 no. All of us can go. God wants us to come with all his children. He celebrated when, he realized, when we now realize, oh, that's my father. Hey, God he said, yeah, they now, they, now, they now know me. Those that know their God, strong, because when you don't know him, you send somebody. You send somebody. And there are a lot of charlatans who will tell you, I can go for you. They will never tell you, you can go yourself. Jesus said, the worst I do, you can do them. There's part two. This is what we end tonight. The second part of Christ, the, are you tired? The second part of Christ, I love teaching our women. Man, you women are awesome, I tell you. I wish I can give pizza to all of you. I really love you people. I do. You, you make me feel excited. <laughs> God be the glory. Oh, Father, thank you for this. So part two is, the second definition of Christ, our wisdom, is that Christ is the word of God. Christ is the word of God. Let's say that together. Christ is the word of God. And the word of God is wisdom. And Christ is the light that reveals God to us. First John 1 John 1.1 We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning. Whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes. And touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. Christ is the word of life. The word was, the, do you know when the Bible says nothing was created without them? The Bible says nothing was created without the word. 
Nothing was created without him. He's the one. Verse 2. This one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him and now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. In case you don't know, this is who he is. He was with the Father. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God and the Word was what? Oh, you don't know what? <laughs> so he was with the Father. So he was with the Father. And then he was revealed to us. He's the word. He's the word. In 2 Timothy 4, 1 to 4, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his, con- his kingdom, preach the word of God. Be prepared. Whether the time is favorable and, or not, patiently correct, rebuke, encourage your people with good teaching. With good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching is happening today. They want quick action. It's happening today. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their eating ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after meats, all manner of meats. If you do this in the morning, 6, six o'clock, <laughs> 12 o'clock, none of them in the Bible. 12 midnight. Rubbish. None of them in the Bible. Let me teach you something. See, when we were in Lagos, we, we had this great miracle crusade. It was during Christmas. You know Christmas, Lagos is empty. But the stadium was filled for five days. Miracles, oh my God. My, my first pastor was gift, has gift, real gift of the Spirit. Real, true one. Absolutely. And I honor his ministry, respect him a lot, because God used him to lay good foundation in me. I really respect him. So, incredible miracles, man. The lame were walking, all manner of things. Lagos was, whoa, five days. Then we were selected. We are one of them, 600 of us. We are visitation team to now visit a lot of people. Too. So we were giving names. And we are, you know, we are doing our job, visiting and visiting. So the first Sunday after that, the place was packed over. Then the second Sunday, less people. Before long, no more. So they disbanded the 600. And then uh, one newspaper, Concord, now wrote an article. They went to many of those people who were, work, who were working at the stadium. They had become them again. So they pub- published their pictures and called us fake. Yeah. Restored. And then our pastor said he was not going to do that kind of program anymore. You know why? They received those miracles but they were not taught how to stand by faith because the devil will come back. Who said that, Jesus? He said, when the devil goes out, he will what? Come back to check you out. Then when he comes back and sees you are empty, you don't have the word in you, you are ignorant, he will bring seven more demons. Enter. He said the last stage will be worse than what you saw before. 
true. I'm telling you, people, God taught me these things practically. It's important that you teach people. There was a time if I look at you, you fall. If, I, if you look at me, ask her, if I look, look at me, you all over the place. The Lord said to me, he said, stop that. He said, teach the word. Let them live by faith. He said, the New Testament is designed to be lived by faith. If they live by faith, they can walk in miracle 24, and they can resist the devil anytime. Are you following my point? So he said, they will not listen to sound doctrine because they want quick action. And yet the Bible says you have need of patience. After I've done the will of God, you have need of patience. Be patient, grow, be patient, be patient. You have need of it. This overnight thing, just for stop it. So they will reject the truth and chase after meats. But Christ is the light of the world. It's amazing. John 8, 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followed me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of the of life. Now, what does light do? What is this light doing? It's showing us, if we turn it off, what will happen? You can't see anything. So Christ is the light that God shone in the earth. And what is that light revealing God? He's the light. He said, I'm the light of this world. I'm the light shining here. I want to show you God. I came to reveal God. The unseen God. I want to reveal him to you. So you know that God is. He that cometh to God must believe that what? Christ said, I came to show you God. So when you come, you know that God is. The light. And he came. And this one, my wife will come. Because this was husband and wife would demonstrate this one. I love this, my wife, a lot. I have my calling in life to carry her bag and to love her. Oh, man. <laughs> the light of the world, let me act Christ, right? I hope my dinner is still okay. So, the light, and I come, and then this light joins with this, and we become light. Christ came to reveal God. You reveal Christ. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. He's the light of the world. Emmanuel, God is here. He came to reveal God, and when he came, the light joined to you and lightened you up. So now you are the light of the world yourself. Now, as this light of the world is going around, you are supposed to reveal Christ so that you are the beam of, of light that is shining people and they say, whoa, Christ is real. Wow, he talks like this. Wow, that, that's Christ, that's Christ, that's Jesus, that's Jesus. That's what Christianity is. It's not that I'm obeying laws, I'm obeying laws. I want that's not what, Christianity is not about those things. It's about you being the light of the world that Christ has lightened up 
He said he lightens every man. He lightens every man. He make, his light is so strong that his life joins your life. You become light yourself. And then people see you, you shine because they walk in darkness. So your light shines on Christ. And they say, wow, Jesus is real. And they come to let your light that they will do what? See it and glorify, not praise you. It's not to praise you. It's not to praise you. Thank you, my love you. Let me tell us something. You see, flower. I told it somewhere. See this flower? Is it original? Is it artificial? Huh? You will never see a bee on it. If you like, make it bring, take it. You won't see any bee on this. No bee comes to artificial flower. You know why? It doesn't have the aroma. But you bring the natural one, grew from the soil, has the life, natural life that God gave it. The bees will hear the aroma from across the street. A Christian who doesn't have the aroma of Christ is just acting to be good. Just impressing people how good he is. It's artificial. Nobody hears the aroma of Christ in his life or her. Nobody. Can't attract anybody. That's what the Pharisees were. Paul said, I found out that it was worthless because of what Christ has done. Can I hear amen? Are you following me? Hebrews 1.3 The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. That's what Jesus came to show us. The very character of God. God's own glory. Who God is. Then in verse John 14, 9. Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip? Yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why do you ask me, show me, show me the Father? You see me, you see my Father. I came to reveal him to you. Matthew 5, 14. You now are the light of the world. A city that set on the hill cannot be hid. Ephesians 5.8 For once you were full of darkness but now you have light from the Lord. That's Christianity. You have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. That's Christianity. It's not a, 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 a ten command. I want to obey. Yeah, you can obey all you want to, but without Christ, you can do. It is a life of tomorrow. We'll talk. Oh, we'll talk. First Peter two nine ten, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation. God's own purchase special people. What is the purpose of this? That you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display. 
What are you supposed to display? The virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Still talking about this light? Not talking about the Ten Commandments. It's talking about light. Life. Light. Life. Light. Life. Light. Life. Christ in you. Hope of glory. This light has to show. Christ has to show. And then he says you have the aroma of Christ. That's what will attract the bees. They came and pitch on you and suck your life. Mm. When she talks, it's so, mm. I love to hear her talk. Say, if you have tasted the Lord, you know he's good. People should taste us and say, oh my God, I can't have enough of her. Mm. Every time she's around, my, 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 my. Mm. Can I stay some more? If you travel, they'll be calling, where are you? Because light moves. You notice it. Not if you travel, they thank God. 